90, 70 years ago, one German author wrote, the animal in man is creeping nearer. Africa is drowning Europe in darkness. It's up to us to be the guardians at the flood of values. Then one day Europeans woke up and they were told they're no longer German or Italian or Swedes or Spaniards, but citizens of the European Union that was built on top of their many little nations. The Brussels bureaucrats who greenlit this change did so largely without the consent of the European peoples, since very few voted for this all-encompassing project and even fewer understood what they were voting for. At first, the bureaucrats sold us the EU as an economic union, as a way to cooperate with one another in order to stay competitive in a hostile world. But they lied. The European Union turned out to be more than just a financial enterprise. It turns out to have become a socialist empire founded by a clique of people hailing from the worst branches of communism and many of a biologically alien stock. The true reason for Europe's conversion from nations to empire was given by one of these alien technocrats, Guy Verhofstadt, possibly the ugliest man on earth. He said, well, we're living in a world today that is a world of empires and therefore Europe must become an empire too. The spoken part of this statement is true. It's true that China and its satellite states form a sort of empire, and we know that the African nations are rapidly joining under one African banner. And we also have the Organization of Islamic Nations at our doorstep, which includes the rich oil-producing countries of the Middle East that together form a threatening crescent surrounding the European continent as if they were preparing for a military invasion. But the other, unspoken part of Verhofstadt's claim isn't true. Firstly, the logical fallacy that in order to compete in a world of empires, Europe therefore ought to become an empire as well. What happened to Marcus Aurelius's maxim that the best revenge is not to be like your enemy? And secondly, the bureaucrats all know that the European Union was never founded to be an empire for Europeans but rather as a first step up toward building the global open society. For indeed, the Brussels bureaucrats have every intention of fusing all of Europe with African and Arab peoples in order to create a global mixed-race empire. Even Pope Francis was singing to the tune of our genocide when he spoke to then-President Hollande of France that the aging European peoples were in need of rejuvenation a euphemism by which the Pope meant nothing other than the gang rape and the genetic erasure of our kind. The idea for this global open society is being spearheaded by Hungarian-American billionaire George Soros, standing on the shoulders of his teacher Karl Popper, the man who declared the entire canon of Western thought since Plato to have been the singular cause of all totalitarian ideologies in the world and who spent his life working to deconstruct the West and its philosophies by, first and foremost, undermining and perverting Western civilization. By weakening us from within is how they hope to defeat us. For the word open society means people themselves shall also be opened up. Our personal beliefs and convictions shall be replaced by state-approved ideology, communist ideology. Moreover, it's not enough to just drive Western peoples to extinction through our miscegenation with Africa and Arabia. No, our thoughts, our languages, 
our cultures and the very memory of us must also be stricken from the historical record, as if we never even existed. This is their goal. The EU bureaucrats, supposedly in charge of the protection of the European peoples, are the very same people who wish to see our peoples extinct. This is their job description. Now, as a first step toward realizing this nightmare, Brussels has decided to open Europe's outer borders to mass immigration. A surplus of African people is getting ready to flood Europe. In Nigeria alone, for example, a nation of 200 million, half of the people there are thinking of moving to Europe. Our present European leaders, or should I call them commissars, have no intention of thwarting the Black Flood. They have no interest in strengthening the Mediterranean Sea as a natural barrier between Europe and Africa. Instead, they are building bridges to expedite our displacement. In a report from several years ago, EU officials calculated that Europe's maximum population capacity lies around 3.3 billion inhabitants. That's about five times as many people as our present population. And such an influx of people would instantly make natives a minority of less than 15%. And unless we are preparing for war to defend Europe's borders, which is unlikely since the bureaucrats have deliberately underfunded and systematically neglected our national armies, there seems to be no way to prevent a total blackout. Our globalist overlords are planning to turn every European city into an overcrowded, overpopulated, multicultural hell with skyscrapers full of people everywhere blotting out the sun. But don't dare to speak of our impending genocide, for you will be called a racist. And don't dare to speak of protecting your people, for you will be named a fascist. And don't dare to fight back against the theft of your children's future, for if you do, you will be called a reactionary. But there we draw the line. For we are reactionaries and we will fight back. We care too much for our peoples to abandon them. And the media propaganda everywhere around us is on fire telling our women that having children will make them unhappy if they're white. But that mixed offspring is desirable for the new world they are going to build. A new world without us. A communist dystopia inhabited by obedient slaves too stupid to think for themselves. The deliberate destruction of European humanity is underway, it has been planned and budgeted for, and it is actively being pursued by our biological enemies. They may look like us, but they are not us. And our only chances of survival are to reverse course, to seize back control over our own homelands. We Europeans, and our colonial friends living around the world have always preferred living in our own states with our own laws and customs. There's just too much division among ourselves that can never be bridged. In response to a world of empires, we shall formulate a geopolitical answer that fits our nature best. We shall build an empire of ethnostates. Not one ethnostate, but thousands of safe havens and boroughs where we can find refuge when the fires around us burn too hot. It's an empire without an emperor. But we will have a shared raison d'être, a reason for each of us to support one another in our shared struggle for survival. And such a feat 
is far from impossible. It only took 8,000 Zionists to found the state of Israel, and they succeeded within 20 years after the first shovel went into the ground in what was effectively a desert without water, surrounded by hostiles. No, I don't support Zion's existence, let that be clear, but let us do our own math. If it only takes 8,000 pioneers to found an ethnostate from nothing, and if we want to build not one, but 1,000 of such states, then knowing there are at least 800 million or more people of our kind alive today, it means that it'll only take 1% of us, 1% to start building. And if we would start thinking and planning today, 20 years from now, we could have an empire of a thousand ethnostates. And to get back at Soros and Popper, I advise you to start studying the book by Plato titled The Republic, because it's a literal blueprint for a white ethnostate. Believe me when I say that this scenario is our globalist enemy's worst nightmare. They wouldn't be able to sleep at night if there were just one such ethnostate left for our people, and they would be raving and ranting each night at the sight of a few dozen. We're going to build thousands. It only sounds impossible because we haven't tried it yet. Building an empire of ethnostates will mark our names in the history books as the men who saved our race, and our descendants shall speak our names softly and with great respect. If the powers around the world truly believed that they could rid the planet of us, that they could play our emotions of guilt and shame over crimes we never committed, that they could dogpile us with their immigrant hordes, thrusting diversity upon our women, sabotaging our children from the earliest ages, then they're not only wrong, they're responsible for provoking their own worst nightmare into existence. For we are wide awake, and we shall not rest until victory is ours. Those people who accuse us of being racist for our refusal to be bred out of existence are the very same people who seek our racial demise. So let the world know, we shall not be drowned in darkness. We shall fight in the shade, for we are the guardians at the flood of values. And we shall emerge from this 21st century stronger than ever before.